You're listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. This is where real faith meets real change. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play Music to get instant notifications when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also check out our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to check out some more information about us and see what's going on this month on our events calendar. Lastly, follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas. With that being said, listen up, because here comes the word. Come on, you got to believe that. So I'm, I'm encouraging you, if, if you don't have plans to go to this world conference, that, that you start to maybe think about it and invest in it. And say, you know what, I want to be part of what's going on in our fellowship. I want to hear about the prophetic word that's being spoken over our church for the culture that we deal with today. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Like I said, I want to I continue on the series that I started last week on breaking the cycle. Amen. And I'm talking about breaking that sin, that hurtful habit, that hang up in your life that you go back to. Come on, somebody say hello. Come on. That thing that you don't want to do, but you end up doing it again. Come on, you know what I'm talking about? Come on. How many here want to break the cycle? Come on, how many here want to break that cycle? Anybody here want to break the cycle? Come on, anyone want some change taken off? Amen. Because you know what? You need to be sick and tired of being sick and tired of the cycle that you go in. You know, God, I don't want to be somebody walking around knowing that I don't know where I'm going. I don't want to be a a Christian uh, walking in circles. I want to know where I'm going. And so some of us, we need to break that cycle, that that, that sin, uh, that hurtful habit, amen, uh, that you know what, God, it ends today. My cycle ends today. You got, you got to make up your mind and have an attitude that it ends. See, if you want to continue to grow strong in the Lord, how many want to grow strong in the Lord? Come on. I'm not saying grow old in the Lord. Grow strong in the Lord. We're all going to grow older as you keep, keep coming back to church, but about growing strong. And if you want to continue having an encounter with the living God, having fellowship with God, then there are some things that you need to get rid of or maybe people in your life that you need to get rid of. Come on. I'm going to step on toes today. Is that okay? And I I do it because I love you. And I do it for your good. See, I'm I'm the under-shepherd of this, this flock here. And so my thing is to say, you know what, son, you need to get rid of that. Daughter, you need to stop that. You know what, you need to do this, do that. Whatever it is, is to help you, not to be the mean father, the mean pastor, but the concerned pastor and the loving father of this flock. And so we have to understand if we really want to have a a relationship with God Almighty, then there are some things that we need to get rid of in our lives. Can somebody say amen? Come on, there are some people, amen, that you need to cut loose. I'm telling you. When I got saved, amen, I had to cut all my friends off, amen, because if I did not do any cutting, let me tell you, there will be no change in my life. And so some people, I say, you know what, I, 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 I got to get away from this. If I surround myself in that environment, I'm going to get caught up in that environment. 
And so I had to make a tough choice, not that I was better than them, not that, you know what, all this, and they talked a lot of smack about me, amen. But you know what, I I didn't care because I'm going to stand before God Almighty by myself, not with my friends, amen. And so I got to make a decision for myself that, God, I'm making a decision. I'm breaking the cycle. I don't want to follow this route. I don't want to go this way. And I'm going to get saved for I can come back and give you the good word to reach out to my friends that I left years ago. I mean, no, you can't save people. Only God can. But you can't save people if you're only one week saved. Come on, I'm going to go back to the neighborhood. No, you're not. You're going to die. Get back over here, boy. You go when I think you're ready. Come on. One week saved, no, you don't have enough under your belt. You know, I know maybe you're, you're, you're excited and all that stuff, but then you need to take somebody with you. Because if you go by yourself, guess what? You're not coming back. Come on, let's think smart here, church. See, we we need to have an encounter with God, amen. We need to cut some people loose, church. If you're going to break the cycle of bad habits, you're going you're gonna to have to cut off some, some hang-ups in your life. You're going to have to stop going back to that sin, amen, that entangles you uh, and trips you up, amen. You gotta, you're going to have to cut all that. You, you know what I'm talking about. Come on, you know what you need to get rid of in your life. Come on, don't look at me like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about, Pastor. Shut up. You know that you know that you know what you need to get rid of. You know those things. You know some people that you say, man, I I need to cut them off. I need to stop doing that. I'm not saying you can't be a friend to them, but you can't hang out with them. See, when we do this church, the the text in our series is this. This is what, this this describes us when we do this, church. It's found in Proverbs 26, verse 11. Is repeated back in 2 Peter 2.22. This is God's word translation. I don't know if they have this translation, but it says this. As a dog vomit, so a fool recycles their stupidity. The New Living Translation says, a dog returns to its vomit, a fool repeats his foolishness. The Message Bible puts it like this. As a dog eats his own vomit, so a fool recycles his silliness. See, when we go back to doing those things that hurt us, we go back to those hurtful habits and those hang-ups in our lives, when we recycle, when we repeat this, it says that right here, it says that we're being stupid, foolish, and silly. I'm not telling you that. God's Word's telling us that, amen. When we do this, amen, we're, not, we're being foolish, we're being silly. Now, oh, you're so, that's not just being silly, Amen. See, one of the definitions of stupid is this, making careless decisions. Anybody here made stupid decisions before? Come on. <laughs> I, I, I've been there. I've done that, amen. This, having or showing lack of good sense or judgment. And silly is defined by this, as this or weak. It's not cute. Also, that we can look religious within ourselves on the outside, church. Without regenerating or change that affects us. Come on, I mean, know that some people know how to walk into the church. I mean, I know some people can know how to walk holy. Come on, and walk in religious and, and walk in with a smile and say, Praise the Lord. How are you doing? Good. 
Come on, we, we know how to do the things, amen. We know how to raise our hands. We know how to something's going on in our lives. Oh, we're not doing nothing in the church, amen. No real regenerating change inside our lives. And so we start cutting some things off. We have to break the cycle, church. Come on, such a person will soon revert to their own true nature. So if we want to break the cycle and not be like a dog returning to its vomit, we have to understand, and if you didn't listen to last week's message, we, I encourage you to, to check it out on Real Faith Radio, amen, Breaking the Cycle. The, the subtitle was, Don't Let Your Dog Out. See, we learned one of the ways of breaking the cycle was through confession and mission. Let me know, and receive forgiveness. Then you'll experience God's freedom. Come on, one of the ways to break the cycle is confession. you got to say, i got a problem. Come on, I deal with this. I have this habit. I, I deal with this sin or whatever it is in order to break the, 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 the cycle, church. Amen. If you don't confess, then you think you have no problem. If you go to any, any type of uh, a rehab program, the first step is tell you, tell, confess, i got a problem. That's why I'm here. A lot of people don't do that. They, they, go, they go there, my, my family may be come here. I don't have a problem. I'm cool. Come on. Sometimes we come to the church the same way. I'm, 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 I'm just here. I'm, I'm cool. I, mean, I got no problems. But if we're going to get deliverance and we're going to break the cycle, church, then we're going to have to start with confession. And so if you need to hear that message, get back to it, hear it. Man. I'm telling you, God will change you. Psalms uh, in 32.5, David said this, I said to myself, I will confess to the Lord, you forgave me. And he says, all my guilt is gone. Ain't that powerful, church? That if you go to the Lord, amen, and you confess your rebellion, you confess your sin, you confess your hang-up, you confess these things, he says that he'll forgive you, and from that, your guilt's gone. Your conscience is clean. Come on, I don't know about you, but that, that's, that's good news right there, amen, that we can come to God and he'll forgive us. So today I want to continue on breaking the cycle. And the subtitle of this message is WWJD. Come on, what does that mean? What will Jesus do? Come on, how many remember that? How many used to wear that? <laughs> Come on, on a wristband, on a chain, on a T-shirt, on a license plate, whatever it is, amen. You know what it is, amen? Uh, we need to go back to that now. I think that we have missed a church, amen, by getting rid of the WWJD, amen, and we don't really think about what would Jesus do in this circumstance. I wonder if Jesus would do this. I wonder if Jesus would say this. I think we need to go back as Christians before we react on something, be moved by emotion. God, what will you do here? Church, really, we need to go back to some of that, amen, maybe... It will help some of us to break the cycle. See, we must mimic Jesus. That's, that's the, whole, the whole thing of creation of you, is God wants us to be like Jesus. I want you to conform to my son. I want you to be like Christ. Amen. Every day we should be more and more like Jesus. Amen. We, we, this is our goal. That's God's goal for us, is to be more like his son. Amen. Mimic means to imitate or to impersonate. Where we ask ourselves, WWJD, what would Jesus do? 
Would Jesus act on what I'm thinking of doing? Would Jesus say what I'm thinking of saying? Come on, you have to understand that Jesus was tempted just like you and I. Did you know that? He was tempted just like you and I. You've got to remember, seven out of ten Christians are tempted and the other three are lying. They're lying, church. So Jesus dealt with temptation, amen, meaning that we all deal with temptation, even Christ himself, amen. We deal with this, amen. And so Jesus dealt with temptation, and Jesus used certain methods to overcome temptation in order to show us how to overcome and break the cycle. How many want to overcome and break the cycle? So we can look at Jesus' life, and we can mimic Jesus, amen. We can, we can WWJD our lives, amen, and say in these situations that we can start to break the cycle. See, in the book of Matthew, chapter 4, we see Satan's strategy. A strategy that he's always used in the area of temptation. He used it against Christ, and Satan uses it against you and I today. Come on. According to the book of James, amen, we will face temptation. I'm here to let you know you can take it to the bank, church. Come on. You are going to be tempted in some way, some form, amen, in serving God or not even serving God. We all get tempted. Can somebody say amen? Look at what James says in chapter 1, verse 13 and 14, NIV. It says this, when tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. The New Living Translation says this, and remember, when, you, when we are being tempted, New King James says this, let no one say when he is tempted. All these translations that I read says when. When, not maybe, not if, someday, not only on Sundays, amen, but when you are tempted. We deal with temptation, church. Temptation is part of life. So when you're getting tempted, don't think that you're evil or you're cochino or, or you, you, you're like, what's wrong with me? I'm getting, no, it's normal. There's nothing wrong with temptation, church. It's when you actually do the temptation. It's actually when you do the deed. That, that, that's when you should feel bad. But when you're feeling tempted, you, just, you, don't, you don't. It's normal. Tell your neighbor you're okay. <laughs> you're all right, amen. No, don't worry about it. You're okay, amen. It doesn't mean you're some freak. Or you're not really saved. You're actually normal. What's wrong with you? Yeah, huh? What's wrong with you? There's nothing wrong with temptation, church. It's part of life. You got to keep this in mind, church. Temptation is the first part of the cycle that wants to take its course and repeat itself over and over and over. This is a course that, 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 that Satan wants to put in your life, to throw it at you that you can fall into it over and over and over again. I mean, you fall into that cycle. Come on. We fall into a cycle of, this, of these things, amen, in our lives that we need to break. And this is how Satan works. Let's expose his plan today, amen. Because it's been the same one that he's been using from the beginning of time. And for some reason, we don't get it. Now, in Matthew chapter 4, verse 3, the New King James says this. Now, when the tempter came, he said to him, speaking to Jesus, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become bread. I'm here to let you know that sin works with three Ds. I'm going to give you three Ds, guys. 
The first D that he'll tell us is doubt. Face doubt. You ever face doubt? You ever doubt on situations that you're going through? There's doubt. You ever even question God? Come on, somebody. So this is how saying works, amen. The first thing that he throws at us is doubt, amen. The definition of doubt is this, to cause fear, to call into question the truth of, or to be uncertain. Notice that the devil tells Jesus. This is how he tells him when he, when he tempts him. He goes, if you really, 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 really are the son of God. Do you see how he did it? What, what, what he's doing, he always puts a little question mark. He always throws a little doubt at you. In Genesis chapter 3, Eve tells the serpent, you know what, that we can eat of any tree of the garden. We, we can eat this, but we can't even touch the tree or eat of it in the midst of the garden. We can't, we can't even get next to it or we will die. And so what does Satan do? Comes with a little doubt. And he look at what he says in Genesis chapter 3 verse 5. <coughs> Then the serpent said to the woman, you will surely not die. Come on, girl. You're going to die? Are, 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 you really, are you really buying this? Come on. Tell me, tell me, how is this going to kill you? Come on. How is this going to kill you? How, how, how is this going to... Damage you. How is this going to die? How, 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 really, girl, are you buying this? In other words, come on. Can one drink bleak kill you? Keep you out of hell? Come on. Come on. One night on the strip is really going to kill you today? This is how the devil works. He tells you, really, come on. One bite mentality is going to kill you. God told Adam in Genesis chapter root, you are sure to die. This is, this is what God told Adam. This is what Adam told his wife. This is what we, these are the no-nos. We can do, we, we can eat out of any tree, just that, that, that one tree he's telling us. Don't eat it, don't touch it, don't even look at it, or you'll die. And so the enemy comes, amen, and he does this in Genesis chapter 2, 16 and 17, this is what the Lord warned Adam. He says, but the Lord warned him, speaking of Adam, you may freely eat of any fruit of any tree in the garden except the tree of knowledge of good and evil. If you eat its fruit, you are sure to die. And some of you guys are probably looking and questioning, why would God put a tree in the garden and say, don't eat of it? You ever thought of that? Why do you think that is? He wanted to see if man will obey. It's a simple act of obedience. See, God gives us what? Free will. And so he, he has to put there to test them, not to be robots, but to say, you know, would, will man obey me for me? So we understand that Adam and Eve's disobedience brought death. It brought a spiritual death, church. They didn't die physically, but spiritually, they died that day. They got cut off, amen. And you got to understand that sin will always bring separation from you 
from God, amen. It separates the wedge between us. That's why Romans 6.23 says, for the wages of sin is death, amen. You see, the devil always try to cause or cause us to doubt, amen, of what God told us. He'll, cause, he'll put in a little doubt, amen, that causes you to think about it and say, well, I don't know. Why would God really do that? You ever gone through those seasons of doubt with God? Wondering what, what it really is, what this really means, amen. So the devil's really good at, at throwing a little doubt at us. It causes us to think about it. See, a little doubt caused Eve to think about it. Maybe, maybe you got a point here. Maybe, maybe you got something here because he was, he was saying, really, this is going to kill you? What this is going to do for you, you're going to know good and evil. You're going to be just like God. He's holding back on you, girl. Come on, really, eating a fruit, I've never heard that. Even though we've been existing not more than a year on earth. I, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think eating a little fruit, amen, will cause that, amen. See, Eve should have thought WWJD. Jesus should have said, you know what, what would Jesus do? But no, she had to think about it. See, once you start to think about it, church, you start to entertain it. Come on. And once you start to entertain thoughts with the enemy, amen, you are going to lose. You're not going to win, church. You're not going to win that battle, amen. You're not going to win. Once you start to negotiate, once you start to talk with the, the enemy, amen, you will lose, church. Look what Jesus told the devil in Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4, 4, New King James says this, but he, Jesus, answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, by, by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. See, gee, Eve should have mimicked Jesus. Eve should have told that serpent, you know what my God said. Come on, you, Jesus says, I'm going to obey God's word. I'm not going to listen to your lie. Amen. I, I rebuke you. I, I cast you down. I, I send you back to the pit of hell. Amen. But no, Eve has to have a conversation. You know, we were kind of talking about it yesterday when my wife and I was, we were counseling some, some, some people yesterday that Eve must have been talking to the serpent for some days now because she wasn't surprised when he came to the garden again. I mean, would you be tripping if a serpent came talking to you? So there, there had to be some kind of communication there that was established. And now he's starting to buy into Now that she built a relationship, this is the thing, church. Once you start to build a relationship with the enemy, then you start talking to him, then he starts to act like he's your friend. And that the devil, and God's holding back, the church is holding you back, all this is wrong, none of this is going to happen. Really, come on, girl, come on, you, really, this is not going to kill you. What God is saying is a lie. And so he comes, amen, and he comes to cause a little doubt, amen. See, if you want to break the cycle, church, don't doubt God's word. Come on, simply obey. Come on. Don't doubt in the light what God told you in the dark. Come on, if God has spoken to you and you know God's word, amen, don't let Satan come and rip that, out, that, rip that off or put a question mark behind it. God's word is God's word, amen. God is true. He said, God, let God be true in every what? Man, a liar. You see, from doubt, amen, Satan always moves us to the second D, which is what? 
desire. This is where he begins to flame those, those flames of doubt, amen, those flames of desire in you, saying, come on, come on, come on. You know you want to. You ever got that voice? Come on. It's going to feel so good. Come on, you know, come on, you got to let your hair down. Go dancing, man. Go have some fun. Take some drinks, amen. Come on, go out. Mingle, meet somebody, have fun for a night. Come on, it's all good. You know you want to. Right? This is how he comes. He brings these things, he brings it to desires, amen. It's those, it's those dark secret desires, it's those passions that Satan wants to use in an ungodly manner. See, James chapter 1, 15 to, uh, 14 and 15, New Living Translation says this, temptation comes from your own desires, which entice us and drag us away. These desires give birth to sinful action, and when sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to death. See, those desires are inside of you. You know that? Sin can't make you do anything. All he can do is tempt you on the things you already like to do. Did you get that? Things that you like to do. He's not going to throw, he's not going to tempt you to do something that you go, ugh, that's ugly. I don't want to do that. He's going to tempt you on something that's going to say, hmm, yeah, yeah, you, you know, you're right. You remember. <laughs> Come on, you remember. He starts showing you things. He's not going to throw something at you that, that's not inside of you or something that you really don't like. He knows those desires are within you. He sees those desires. He comes and says, come on, girl. Come on, dude. You, you know you want to. And so he puts a little doubt, and then he brings the desire. He starts to pull the desire out of you. Remember what Eve told him? Told, uh, told, uh, the serpent told Eve, you're sure not going to die. Come on, girl. It's, it's going to be okay. See, Satan tells Jesus, if you really are the Son of God, he's, he's putting doubt upon Jesus, God in the flesh. If you really are the Son of God, then he goes, make some bread, desire. So he puts a little doubt, brings a little desire, amen, and even tells Satan, Satan even tells, you know what, you bring, you bring the bread, I'll bring the butter. Come on, I'll, I'll eat with you here. Matthew chapter 4, verse 2, New King James says this, And when he, Jesus, had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, afterwards he was what? Uh, he was what? He was very hungry. Come on. Satan already seen the desire. He already seen that. Man, this guy's been fasting for 40 days. I know this guy's hungry. I know his desire is for a good meal right about now, amen. And so he comes and questions him. He puts a little doubt inside of him, amen, to cause him to, to fall into that, amen. And he tells him, won't you make some bread because really I know and you know you're hungry. Come on, come on, it's all right, take care of this. He was hungry when the temper came. I mean, after 40 days of fasting, church, you're going to be a little hungry. Come on, some of you guys just freak out after a day. <laughs> some of you guys, one hour, one hour of fasting. I couldn't do it, Pastor. I needed something. <laughs> How long did you last? 30 minutes. See, saying you that Jesus desired some food. 
He's already approaching the end of his fast. He's already approaching, amen, of God ministering to him, amen, as he's fasting, amen. Here he gets baptized, amen, by John the Baptist. He goes into the wilderness, amen, to be tempted by the devil. He's fasting for the strength that he needs, amen. His mission is not quite over, amen, and Satan comes to interrupt that, amen. He comes to break the fast, amen. How many know that Satan comes to break your fast, amen? Come on, he always tries to break my fast, amen. And so he comes, amen, and says, you know what, I know you're doing a good thing here, but you're you're hungry. It's a desire, amen, that's within him. And so he says, he told him, use the power within you and yield yourself to your desire and get some food, dude. You look horrible. I can, you, you can, this is how Satan talks. He says, man, you, you know you want some food. Get some food inside of you. See, Satan identifies a desire in you. It may be a sinful desire. It may be even a legit desire. How many know that there are sinful desires and there are legit desires? But temptation starts when Satan suggests with a thought, church, and you give into that evil desire, amen. This is where you give into it, amen. You know what? Man, cuss that person out. You know you're right. Hey! You ever had that desire, Amen. To, to take matters in your own hand and just go whoop on somebody or tell somebody off, amen. See, he causes you to say, man, don't let them talk to you like that. What's, what's wrong with you? Get back to them. Or you may even have a legit desire, right? There's legit, I mean, know that uh, Jesus was hungry. There's no sin in that. That's a legit desire. Come on, some of us, a legit desire is just getting justice. For things that are done wrong to you, you just want some justice, amen. Uh, come on. Uh, or, or you know what? Some of us just want to be loved. How many know that's a legit desire? But Satan comes, amen, and he causes you to do it in a wrong way. It's a legit desire, but he does it in an ungodly manner, church. Come on. You need this. Come on. They, they did you wrong. You should report them. You should... You should you should do this. You should do that. You should get them fired. And he does all these things and causes you with these doubts and gives you a desire to do something that's really inside your heart. Let me tell you, there's a desire sometimes that I want to take somebody out. I'm down here the truth. But I don't give in to those desires. Legitly, they need it. <laughs> Legitly, <laughs> but I got to give it to God. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to blow, blow my testimony over a fool. I'm not going to blow my testimony of someone's not saved, amen. I'm not going to blow the testimony of what God has done in my life, being saved X amount of years to blow it on one testimony because I had a desire to whoop on somebody in a legit way. I'm not going to do that, amen. By doing that, I've sold myself out. I've given in to the temptation. I've given in to the desire that's inside of me that, that he knows that's just bugging me. He knows sir, there's certain people that bug us. Come on, somebody say amen with me. Don't look at them right now, but just say amen. Now, there's a certain people that get in there, and the thing is, you know, God, I, I don't want to be tempted to say something when this happens or, or when this person shows up or anything like that. I'm going to hang on to your word of God. I, I'm not going to give in to that. I, I'm going to be who you called me to be, and that is to love and to forgive and to continue to go forward. 
But you may say, Pastor, we're surrounded by temptation. We live in sin city. But God's word says it begins within us. It's a desire that's within you that Satan identifies. See, temptation always starts in your mind, church, not in your circumstances. It's in your mind. It's not in a circumstance. You're thinking about it. You're, you're, you're thinking about it. There's a thought. Like I said, I knew, you got to understand, Eve was talking to the serpent for some time before she started to think about it. You just don't fall into sin, church. You start to get enticed with a desire, and you start to what? Think about it. And you're thinking about it. You're not doing it, but you're thinking about it still, and eventually you're going to bite into it. Eventually, you take a one big bite and say, man, some of you guys go out. Some of you guys put all this in your mouth. That's how much of the desire that you got. You bite into it, and it feels good. Like right now, this is good. I want to take another bite. But then after you words, you realize, oh, man, I messed up. And that's when we become sick as a dog. We just return back to our vomit. And then all of a sudden, the beginning taste is not the, the aftertaste is bad. And you realize, man, you feel bad. And now, well, guess what? The cycle has started again. Brings a little doubt. Brings a little desire. Which takes us to our third phase. You make the decision. See, you don't have to give in to this church. This can remain like this, not like this. You can keep that desire just like this, church. But so many of us, we go back and we take a bite of it. The thing is, for Christians, amen, that's dealing with this stuff, that's all we do is take a bite, and we're already jacked. We feel jacked up after this. Now, we don't take another bite. We don't finish the fruit, church. We kind of just throw it down on the floor. I bet you if you walked into the garden where Adam and Eve were, after they took the bite and, and she felt so bad, guess what? She suckers her husband to come in and do the bite. It tasted good. I don't want to feel bad with, alone here. <laughs> we try to cause somebody else to fall with us. That way we can say, we can blame each other. Because that's what happened, right? The blame game came out. It's the woman you gave me. Right? Man, I told you no. I, I was okay without a woman. Why did you create her? I was all right with just the dogs and, the, and all the animals. Amen? I was cool. No, you played the blame, the blame king came. So every time we fall church, guess what? We, we want to sucker somebody in to agree what we did. And then we were together. Well, it was both of us. See, Satan looks at it and says, come on, you know you want to. 
You know it looks good. You know you'll feel so much better if you do it, amen. But you have to break the cycle and don't give in to your desires because then you are faced with the decision phase. From doubt to desire comes the decision. And this is where you have either two choices, church. This is all you got. Just like there's two choices in life, heaven or hell. You come with two choices, church. You got to come to a thing. I'm going to listen to the lies. I'm going to listen to Satan. I'm going to follow my own desires, amen, which will bring death, destruction, and disaster. Or you can choose today, I'm going to break the cycle. I'm going to choose to obey God and gain my victory and not go back to my vomit. Listen, every time you overcome a temptation, we go a little higher in our spiritual walk. Come on, don't you feel gooder about yourself when you overcome something? You, you felt like doing something, but you didn't do it. You stopped it, amen, and all of a sudden, man, it's just like, man, I was good. I didn't fall in. I didn't give in. I, I, man, most of the times I give in in this situation, but I didn't give in, amen. God, you gave me strength, and all of a sudden you get excited and say, man, I made it. Woo! Hallelujah! And then temptation comes again. <laughs> Come on, it feels good to do the right thing. Can somebody say amen? Come on, it feels good to say, man, I got victory. I'm applying the word of God in my life, amen. I'm doing what God's telling me to do. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm taking, I'm listening to my wife now, God. I used to not cut her off, and now I've learned to listen. I learned to obey. I learned how to do these things. I learned how to love my wife. If I can love my wife, I know that she'll submit, amen. It's not a man. See, there's a lot of, lot of women that don't submit because husbands are not loving their wives. I throw that one in for free for you, for you wives, Amen. Just love me more, viejo. <laughs> but you know what? We stand. It feels good to do the right thing. It feels good not to get, Come on. Am I talking to anybody in this place? That you know what? I did not give in. Uh, man, the temptation was there. The resource was there. It was free. Don't it, don't it seem funny, man? When you get saved, all the drugs come free now? Come on. Isn't that true? Everybody's treating you? Come on. I'll treat you. You never treated me. I go to church. Now you want to treat me. Amen? Come on. You've got to understand that temptation comes knocking, but it feels good when you make the choice to say, you know what? I'm not going to give in to self. I'm not going to give in to the lie of the devil. Amen? I'm going to choose to obey God. And all of a sudden, victory comes over and you feel good. And that happens every time you overcome a temptation. Now you're starting to break the cycle, church. It comes when decision-making is when you have to say no, amen, to the devil. No to yourself at times, amen. No, I'm not going to do it. No, I'm not. I'm going to stay with it, amen. No, I'm done with this cycle. I'm done with that, amen. I'm done with feeling guilty after I do it. This is the hard part right here, churches. After you fall and says, man, I did it again. And you're on your knees and say, Lord, Lord, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't want to do it, but ugh, I'm so mad at myself. And you get angry with yourself. I, I do that. I get angry when I, man, I know I'm not supposed to do it. I say, God, here I am. But God's so gracious and so loving. He says, son, just repent and get right with me. See, many of us, we don't do that. We, we feel guilty, and then we get away from God, thinking he's going to be mad at us if we come back with him. 
with that bitten apple or been fruit or been sin in our lives. And the devil lies to you. Why are you going to go back? People are going to laugh at you. You're at the altar again. What's wrong with that dude? What's wrong with her? She must have did something. She's really crying a lot. Who cares what people think, church? You got to care about what God thinks. Amen. Come on. Those people are not going to be with you when you stand before God. You know what? Leave me alone. Laugh all you want. I'm going to get right. Because I feel bad for what I did. I want to break this habit. I want to get rid of this habit. And so you got to understand, I got to confess this habit. And I got to mimic what Jesus does. WWJD. That's how I'm going to live my life. I'm going to ask God before I act. I'm going to ask God, what do I do here, God? I feel this. Is this right? And he'll, scare, he'll steer us in the right direction. No, son. No, daughter. It's not right. Well, God, then help me. Help me to deal with the situation. Help me to deal with the circumstance. Right now, there's a desire inside of me that I want to take matters into my own hands. I'm going to say no, church. Somebody say no. See, you can all do it. <laughs> Why is it when the temptation comes, we can't say it? Okay. <laughs> all right, one more time. That's it. One more time. You ever told God, this is the last time. Last time, God, really, promise, sure. For real, for real, for real. Blood, 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 let's go. Start cutting your wrists. Let's do a blood. You, know, this is it. you ever told God that? This is it, the last time. Just one more time. And one more time becomes one more time. You're never going to break the cycle by trying to negotiate with God. Because each time you negotiate with God that way, each time he's going to tell you, no, no, no. And you keep asking, you think he's going to say, okay, okay, go. <laughs> God's not going to do that. He's always going to say no. And we have to learn to just say No. When it comes knocking, when it comes uh, this way, when the decision comes, uh, when the doubt comes in, amen, uh, when the desire starts to creep up inside your life, church, uh, you're going to have to come to a place, and this is where you have control. This is what you can do, amen. Say, no, 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 I'm not going to do it, amen. No, I'm not going there. No, I'm not going to say what I want to say. No, God, I want to do what you're telling me to do. I want to end this cycle today, amen. You have the power to say no because you can do all things through Christ, church, who strengthens you, amen. If he's for you, no one can come against you, church. Come on, you got to rely on the source. Holy Spirit, fill me up to say no. Come on, we have Holy Ghost power inside of us, church. Wonder-working power inside of us to give us the power to say, no way, Jose, I'm done. I'm done with this cycle. Aren't you done with your cycle? Aren't you done with the, the repeat of life and repeat of going over, repeat of a, a bin apple again? I mean, I mean, some of us in our closet, we probably all kind of bin apples in our closet. I mean, oh, yeah, that's when, yeah, I remember. Get rid of those things, church. They're just a reminder of your failure. And the devil will always point it out at you. 
you call yourself a Christian. How about that apple, huh? How about that night? Remember? You remember, Cochino. Come on, he starts pointing things out, amen, and he starts throwing the past. Get rid of the whole thing, church. You know, when you come to God, give it to God. God, here it is. Here's, here's my, my temptation. Here's my struggle, Lord. I don't want to see it no more. Get rid of it, Lord. But we're like this, God, just, you know, help me. Help me, God. It's okay. I got it in control. It's all right. It's okay. We start petting our little sin, amen, and you know, you know what, I, I'm just going to use it as a reminder of victory I have. You know, you're going to run to it when you have disaster hitting your life. And there's a hard time in your life. And you're going to run back to something that's familiar to you. God starts telling you, the devil starts telling you, go back to your closet and go do what you really want to do. Church, we've got to break this. So many Christians are bound by these things, these cycles in their lives, and they get no victory. And they're wondering, man, here's another year of serving God, and I didn't climb up higher. Man, I'm, I'm here, I come to church, and, and you just come here, and you don't feel good. I mean, some people come to church, and they're not even feeling good. They just come because you think, man, I want to go to hell, man. I just want to try to get things right, or maybe someday it's going to click. But, you know, it's break the cycle. Man, it should be gooder and gooder every day as a Christian, amen. It should be better and better. You should climb higher and higher. Yeah, we're going to stumble, but, you know, it doesn't stop. You get back up and say, Mom, I'm going back to the place. I'm, I'm going to go higher with God. You say, God, I'm not going to let this cycle take me down. I'm not going to let this cycle ruin my marriage again. I'm not going to let this cycle break my relationship with my family and friends. I'm not going to let these things come and interfere. I'm not going to let this cycle put a wedge between you and I that I don't even have a relationship with you. Come on, you ever came to church and not feel God? That's an ugly place, church. Because there's sin in your life. And you can't, you're trying to create something. You're trying to get a, a feel from him. He says, daughter, son, I, I can't get next to you. There's a wedge there. There's some things you're going to have to loosen. I want to bless you. I want to do things in your life. But this thing, these people, whatever it is, is in my way of me reaching your heart. I want to touch you. I want to heal you. I want to bless you. But you're holding on to things that you value more than me. Or you're not trusting me in. God, I'm not going to let anything get in the way from my relationship. I tell God, search my heart, God. Just like David did. Search my heart. See if there's anything wicked inside of me Expose it. Put me on the path of everlasting. I do that every day, church. I don't want nothing as a wedge between me and God. I don't want nothing. I don't want to say I got in control when I don't. God, I need your help today. I'm going to need his help tomorrow and on Tuesday and Wednesday. Every day I ask for his help. God, I need you. Holy Spirit, I need your power to get, say no to when things come or help me to turn away on things I shouldn't be looking at and things, whatever it is. God, help me. Help me to become better. Help me to mimic your son. Help me to think when things and situations come into my life, what would Jesus do right here? Not what art would do. 
Not what Fina would do. Not what Garrett would do. What would Jesus do? See, for some of us, we just got to use common sense. It really is, church. If you fall short every time you go to the strip, common sense is what? Don't go to the strip. <laughs> Have a problem with beard? Don't go around alcohol. <laughs> you got a problem with pornography? Get rid of your computer. But then we got these. <laughs> the whole thing, yeah, the whole thing. Can I sell it? <laughs> Man, this, this, this device here, people are so sucked into it. And can I let you know that the enemy planted this? Our kids are entertained by it. So much resources that you can go by just a click of a finger. One click and you're back into your sin. Back into your cycle. Church, we, we, with what's out there today and what the, the, everything that the enemy's throwing at us, I mean, no, we need more Jesus. <laughs> Come on, we need to get a hold of this church. It's, 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 it's taking over. And we think it's convenience. And we think it's cool. And all of it is cool, church. Don't get me wrong. There's, there are some good benefits for this because... The enemy won't just paint it as evil, evil. It's, it's good devices. It's, it's good for a lot of communication, a lot of stuff that we're doing here. One click, you can order it. Man, it's, just, it's, it's so easy. Boom, man, my food's ready. Hallelujah. There's some great things, man. I can, boom, send flowers. Boom, right there. Hallelujah. By one click. I mean, there's, there's some good stuff in there, but, but there's a lot of bad stuff in it. And the enemy will set you up by popping up stupid stuff sometimes. Where did this come from? The devil. <laughs> He's setting you up. He's trying to tempt you. Say no. Move. You have to click and you go back and you go, uh, no, no, it wasn't, no. You know what I'm talking about. No, uh, no. Uh. Like this, really is, no, nah, that's not it. Why would it be on my Facebook? Who posted it? Who's this? And you start, you're setting yourself up, man. Just turn it off. Come on, you're not going to have any party. It's going to be in your, turn it off and walk away and go talk to your wife. <laughs> go talk to your husband. Go talk to, go talk to somebody, amen. I need help. Talk to me. Talk to me. Get my mind off of this. Church, you, you got to make up your mind. That you don't want to return to the vomit. You got to make, make up your mind that I want to break this cycle. How many want to break the cycle? Come on. If you go back to the Matthew chapter 4 real quickly. Matthew 4, 3 says, now when the tempter came to him, he says, if you're the son of God, command these stones to become bread. And he says, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. See, every time... The devil tried to lie to Jesus. Every time he tried to cause a little doubt or put a little question mark in him, and every time he fanned the desire in him, Jesus said no. 
No, no. Three temptations, three no's, church. Each time he started to quote his father's will, his father's way by quoting the word of God, and he said, it is written, devil. He knew who he was. Come on, you got to know who it is. It's setting you up. Don't bite into that temptation. Say, no. Listen, if you want to break the cycle, you're going to have to understand. You're going to have to use the word of God, church. You need to use the word of God. You need to use your Bible, church, to fight back those things that come against you. Find the power. Find the source. Find the resource. Find what you need to say to yourself or what God is telling you to do, amen, by reading the word of God. Can somebody say Amen. That's why it's important to know this word, know this book, know how, know it. You got to apply it, and then you got to live it. The devil knows it, church. He doesn't apply or live it. We have to do that, church, if you want to break the cycle. If you want to experience freedom, church, you got to spend time in prayer. You got to spend time reading the word. You got to mimic Jesus. What would Jesus do? As you know, the story of the temptation of Christ, church, each time the devil would bring temptation, each time Jesus would say no. And as a result, it brought victory to Jesus. He felt good after that, just like you and I will feel when we do the right thing. And when he, when he resisted, let me tell you, Satan left. And when Satan left, God came to bring him rest. He brought the angels back. It says, in Matthew chapter 4, 11, the, devils went, the devil went away and the angels came and took care of Jesus. See, each time that you make the right decision, God will come and the angel of the Holy Spirit will come and say, you know what, good job, good, good going. You did it, son. You get that pat on the back. You get that rest. You get that, that overwhelming feeling just jumps off of you. I mean, that, that, all that pressure is gone. Every time you say no, church, every time you fight back, with God's word and stand on the word of God, amen. He comes and he affirms you. He sends care and with that brings growth into our lives, church. I love what Philippians 2, 13 says, for it is God who works within you. For God is working in you, giving you the desire, it says in the New Living Translation, gives you the desire and the power to do what pleases It's God that does it, church. Do you know that willpower comes from God? It doesn't come from ourselves. God gives us the power to do these things, church. So many of us are missing opportunity after opportunity to involve the cycle of sin. From temptation of falling into sin, feeling like a sick dog, we fall into those sin days, those dog days, again. Temptation comes, we fall into sin, we feel bad again, we make promises again. And the cycle begins. We go round and round like a dog chasing his tail, church. So many Christians just running in circles in the church. It's time to break the cycle, church, by confessing and by mimicking. Let me tell you, you confess it, God, my God will settle it. Confess it, church. Come on, when we face sin, that struggle, that hang-up, just think, what would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? Let's break the cycle. Let's experience freedom once and for all. Amen? Let's all stand up.